Scott and Paul Show, episode 19. Real quick, uh, there was a major storm front moving in when we recorded this episode. So we kept this episode around an hour and five seconds because we did not want the power to go out during the recording of this on either end. But the show ended up being around an hour and five seconds. Overall, there wasn't really a lot of news anyway. So, eh, you don't really want a two-hour podcast anyway. Enjoy. Show episode 19. Holy shit, the weather is bad outside, so we're gonna run through this shit as fast as we can because we might not be here very long. So if one of us gets cut off, the other one's just gonna keep talking. It's kind of like sex with Dan. It's quick and fast. Scott, how's it oh going? God. Oh, I don't know. It's going pretty good, man. Speaking of blown, Loris Tyrell may be Iron Fist. <laughs> <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that i don't care anyways finn jones from game of thrones might be playing iron, iron fist and uh i think the guy's gonna be awesome i like him i like him a whole lot on game of thrones so well uh he's certainly baby-faced entertainment weekly confirmed it but uh of course the um marvel and netflix said no comment so that means Basically, yeah. yeah. They didn't even do the, the typical Sony. We do not confirm nor deny rumors or whatever. How, how do they normally not confirm? We do not confirm nor speculate. What What's their Speculates little... the word, yeah, I think. Yeah we, yeah, we do not comment on rumors or speculation. But, uh, yeah. I'm not a big Iron Fist guy. But I do love Heroes for Hire, so we got to get through the um, Iron Fist storyline before we can get to that. And the Defender uh, show, of course, coming up in, um, is it November? We get Luke Cage's story. Yes. And this month, I think we get Daredevil on the 18th. It's a few days before... Batman versus Superman. Yes. So, what is the release date for Batman? Superman? It's 25th, I believe, or 26th, something like that. Which you can get tickets. I forgot to talk about that. Put that in the show notes, but you can buy tickets now for Batman versus Superman. Which Scott and I have not got our tickets yet, but I, I guess we should actually go see that one together. I think we should. Since... We didn't do Star Wars, but I guess we will see this one. Star Wars was a bit of a mess on us getting the drive back and forth. Well, we'll, so, we'll go see Batman Superman. So Finn Jones is playing Danny Rand, and uh, that's apparently a traditional Chinese or Asian-American name because this guy in this article from the Tinder Review is saying, well, I think this should have went to an Asian-American actor, which is fine. Don't get me wrong, except he apparently doesn't know that the character is white. And he's wanting some. Is he wanting somebody cast because Iron Fist knows Kung Fu? <laughs> I mean, isn't that kind of insulting? So, anyways, yeah, I think uh, Finn Jones is is definitely good. So, I mean, sadly, Bruce Lee is not here to play Iron Fist. Even in his fifties, yeah, would would have been nice. Yeah, yeah, he'd have been great. So. I mean, but you know, so, cigarettes kill. I mean, and high velocity. This guy would have to be better than. Uh, I mean, so far with the casting that we have for the defenders, eh, 
Jessica Jones, I was not happy with. So I haven't watched it. Yeah, don't. I'm stuck on Fuller House. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> I love no. it. Stephanie Tanner is so hot. And I can say that and it's not creepy anymore. <laughs> well, well, back in the day, you were the same age, so it wasn't creepy. Yeah, but if I was saying it today and Fuller House didn't exist, it'd be a, a, a an unacceptable level of creepy. And uh, I can well, safely say she's fine. Not if you lived in the South. <laughs> On to movies. Uh, finally, after months, months and months of speculation and lies... And uh, we do not comment on rumors and speculation. We have the official announcement of the cast, at least for the top two roles, of The Dark Tower. Scott, this is your book. You want to take it? I am super excited that Idris Elba is going to play Roland Deschain. Though he looks nothing like Clint Eastwood, I don't really care because that was a novel. Um, yeah, he's he's one of my, he is one of my probably top three or four actors I like to watch right now. So yeah, I'm super excited. And I've always liked Matthew McConaughey. Um, even when he's terrible, I've always liked Matthew McConaughey. Just, I don't know. I just do. So him playing Randall flag, that's going to be pretty cool. So. Yeah, and the, the two of them have already started talking shit back and forth on uh, Twitter. So um, that's nice. I think Elba fits the character. I think he, I think he can play it. So, I well, I've read one book in the Dark Tower series. Started reading the second, and it went to shit quick for me. So, uh, I want to see what they're gonna do about um, Odetta. I think her name was Odetta. It's been, gosh, probably ten years since I read those. Was that the it chick was, wheelchair? Yeah, it wasn't long after the final book release that I had finished the series. Whatever it was. 06, 07, something like that. So, yeah, I mean, the book, yeah, I, I can't wait to see how that all translates to the big screen. Now, have they figured out exactly what they're going to do? Is it going oh, to yeah. all go That's to the right. big screen? Um, well, according to this, it says big screen adaptation, but that could just be something they missed when they were writing the article. Um, I don't know. And there's also, you know, Spoiler territory right now, guys. Spoiler coming up on Gunslinger series uh, or Dark Tower series. So spoiler alert, you've been warned. Um, at the end, you find out that Roland is basically on a quest that just starts over and repeats itself with minor differences. And he doesn't even realize it like different realms or something. And uh, maybe they're taking a maybe they can take a different route because of that. It's one of the worst endings in fucking history of storytelling, in my opinion. Um, but, you know, it's like, if they do that, which even Stephen King hinted, well, not only hinted, he just flat told you, when um, Roland was starting over, basically where you get to is Roland is, he gets to the, the key or whatever the hell horn of eld or something i can't remember exactly but he gets through his journey and then the first part of the first book starts over and you're like what <laughs> and there's a minor difference in something i can't remember what it is that tells you that it's the same journey but something has changed so it's like he's on this never-ending quest on this quest that he may not ever be able to finish technically but because there is that slight change there is a chance at an end maybe so we'll have to wait and see but I mean, it's just a big, huge fucking story. I mean, it has to be a series of movies or a, a freaking miniseries like Game of Thrones. There's no other way to do it. I mean, you can't condense it down into a two-hour movie, that's for sure. You could do the first book, maybe, because it's pretty straightforward um, before Stephen King decided to get all epic. Well, he wanted to do a... Um, His own Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Uh, Peter Jackson did it. This would be like a... 30 hour. Yeah. <laughs> with a bunch of first book. Yeah. With shit that would be in space or something. Something that was never in the fucking books. I mean, there's already Dr. Doom werewolf robots, terminators that wield lightsabers. Yeah. That's coming up. Yeah. <laughs> I was in wolves of the Cala 
So, and they get their heads chopped off with disc or something. So, uh, real quick, um, of course, Star Wars is coming out on, on Blu-ray, and there will be seven deleted scenes on there. So you got that to look forward to. Yeah, the um, Wookiee sex scene with a little alien girlfriend of his. Interested to see that. And it's gonna be like a red Titan rocket. Yeah. Also, if you real quick, it's if you miss Creed in theaters, it's I don't know if it's on DVD right now, but it is on like iTunes and like PlayStation. If you want to rent it or buy it on, um, they do has it. Vimeo, yeah. So that's out if you want to see it. Okay, that's it for TV and movies. Sorry, there's a really bad storm coming. <laughs> we got a lot of equipment. We don't want to lose it. On to games. Um, Double Dragon 2 was released on uh, PlayStation. I don't know if it was on Xbox or Steam. But it was out on PlayStation 4. And the creator, well, director... I don't know how to pronounce the name. Uh, Yoshida Kishimoto. Yoshihisa Kishimoto. Yeah, him too. Uh, <laughs> there's a possibility that there may be more Double Dragon games coming out in the future. And according to him, Double Dragon 3 was the first game that had, get this, Scott. Go for it. In-game purchases in the arcade, you could, I mean, you could always buy extra lives, right? Right. But just dump quarters in. But in the um, arcade version, there was an item shop, and you could purchase in-game power-ups that could give you, like, increased attack speed, or you could get, like, new techniques or moves, and basically just pumped in a quarter, and you could buy it using real money. Holy cow. So, so this leads us to believe that if he does do another another Double Dragon game, that game is going to be chock full of in-game purchases. Yeah, because he's bragging about it already. Yeah. <laughs> he's bragging about how we were the, we were the first bitches. Yeah, yeah. So if there's another Double Dragon game, it's going to be the shits. It's probably going to be a iOS <laughs> disaster. That's a game I wanted so bad. I remember went to we went to Hills and mom's like, you can buy a game. And I stood there for like a half hour unattended, by the way, because um, it was the 80s <laughs> or it was 1990 anyways. And uh, yeah, I was looking between Double Dragon 3 and Castlevania 3 back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And eventually I walked out with Castlevania 3. Not that I regretted it, but I know that Double Dragon 3, I rented it and I really liked it. I, I The thing is, I think I like Double Dragon 2 better. So, so definitely Castlevania was the better purchase. And but yeah, fuck all the brothers really happened to Scott's audio quality there for a little bit we're just gonna give him a little bit of time for his audio to clear up and i'm just gonna talk about how the 80s was such a nice time so you could walk around and be all cool and not get kidnapped butt fucked or anything else when you were a child hey how's it going scott you back i think yes he is yours right. was fucked up too for a minute but i don't know if it was just on my end or if it went into the video or into the uh, recording. Well, your screen went black, and, and then you were all um, robot tech there. Okay, but, well, anyways, yeah, I was choosing between Castlevania 3 and Double Dragon. I chose Castlevania 3, the yeah. end. So Double Dragon 2 may come out. Rocket League has uh, reached 12 million players across all platforms, PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. Good job on Rocket League. Uh, that's really all we got to say about that. Um, fucking awesome. Heavy Rain is available now on PlayStation 4, in case you missed it on PlayStation 3. We just wanted to give a shout-out. Um, 
Also, Broforce is now available on PlayStation 4, in case you missed it on uh, Steam. This was my choice for Game of the Year for last year, in case you missed it. So go fucking get it if you got PlayStation 4 Plus, or whatever fuck it is, PlayStation Plus. Um, uh, Hitman 4 Beta was out um when was it well it was available for a while some people missed it but playstation plus used to have exclusive betas remember that scott vaguely yes it used to be a big thing but now um they're doing some betas again and the real square enix IO Interactive have announced a PlayStation Plus exclusive beta will begin on March 4th in North America and Europe. It will, quote, only be around for that weekend, so expected to end on March 6th. So if you are interested in Hitman beta, um, probably take a look for that. Uh, Hitman will launch on March 11th for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. My internet is jacked up. Jacked up. Jacked up. Uh, On to wrestling news. The Freebirds will be going into the WWE Hall of Fame. That will include the original trio of Michael P.S. Hayes, Terry Bam Bam Gordy, Buddy Roberts, and (laughs) Jimmy Jam Garvin, who later came in around 1989. About fucking time you got the Freebirds. Of course, we pretty much expected it because they were going to be in Dallas, which their run with WCCW, eh, it's to be expected. Yeah, they. I mean, they were great. I hated their fucking guts growing up. It means they did their job. Yeah, they did their job. But uh, congratulations. Unfortunately, um, Bam Bam's not around anymore. But... Um, I don't know if Buddy's around or not. I think the last time I saw Buddy, he wasn't doing too good. But they will join um, Sting and fucking Godfather in the Hall of Fame. But, um, yeah. And they were big with the Von Ericks. No, no, Buddy Roberts is dead. Is Buddy Roberts dead? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, let's play a game. Let's name a random wrestler. <laughs> is he live <laughs> or dead? Sadly, I'm thinking he's got like a 60% chance of being dead. Yeah, especially if they were around in the 80s. Uh, and one last piece of news was six weeks to go until WrestleMania 32, the 100,000 fans they kept talking about going to fill the uh, AT&T Stadium in Dallas, Texas. Uh, Dave Melcher has noted that uh, right now ticket sales not looking too good. Uh, right now you are a little bit less than 70,000 tickets sold for WrestleMania. Well, I mean, you know, John Cena won't be there. Well, I mean, it's not Hogan versus Andre, is it? No. Um, it's fucking one Reigns versus Triple H and Shane versus Undertaker. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a pretty shitty double main event. That, that's going to fucking sell out any arena. I'm sorry. There's got to be somebody they could have pushed uh, between now and then. I mean, seriously? Well, I mean, they... You, you, oh, my God. They had opportunities, but they just fucking blew it. They could have built new stars over the, the years, but all 
Vince wanted to do was build fucking Cena. Who who has a lot of heat besides nobody? Um, because Vince fucking has killed heat? everybody. Who you has heat? Built, you could have built <laughs> Kevin Owens up to be somebody, but first thing they did when he came in there, he built John Cena. I mean, he killed John Cena. Good. Now you could have built a superstar, but what happened? John Cena's fucking merchandise sales dropped maybe three percent, five percent. What what did Vince do? Oh god damn, we can't let that happen. Fucking bury him. <laughs> so yeah. the next two matches, what happens? John Cena goes over. Yeah, if we're bringing out old guys, see, this would be the time to let Sting get a title. Unfortunately, he broke his fucking neck or something. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if we're going to get into the well this bad with Triple H again, let's bring in Sting, let him fucking beat Reigns. I, I say let's, let's go ahead and Sting versus Flair again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, fucking, I'm selling my ticket. I'm not going to fucking Mania. Yeah, it's pretty crappy main event. I was considering it, but Shane Undertaker broke me. Uh, if you had another good match, I could see dealing with Triple H and Roman Reigns. And the injuries are a big issue. Yeah. But Undertaker versus fucking Shane, whatever. Shane will probably fucking die the way <laughs> WWE's luck has been going. I mean, seriously, it, I, if I was Shane, I'd be thinking, you know what? I don't even think I should go. <laughs> yeah. Next, that. next year, if they go to Miami, I say Scott and I would probably go because it's it's fucking Florida. We can probably drive there in what six hours. Uh, to Miami, I can get to Jacksonville in eleven. Miami's about another nine hours south of that. Yeah, we but might we might as well, as well drive fly. to Texas. We can just yeah. fly. Yeah, yeah, I think I'd rather fly. Yeah, but I mean. Oh, see, if they see, yeah, usually they have it in Miami. Well, of course, I think they're Minnesota's trying to get it as well, but uh, I say Miami will probably get it. I've never been to Miami, and if they get that, most likely next year, everybody should not be hurt. So you'll have Randy Orton back, you'll have Cena back. Maybe next year Rock won't be busy, so he can have a match. Yeah, um, I don't know, man. That just sounds like a shit situation they're in. Yeah, the injuries, some of the decisions. Oh, I say just have freaking Charlotte Seth, Flair and what's her face headline. Seth Rollins would be back next year. Maybe next year you can have like Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles, something like that. But um, I would have done like a the, the ring of man tournament. tournament. Yeah, we had we had the uh, ROH show this week. Scott didn't get to watch it. I watched it. Next week, Scott will have the chance, so we'll review it next week. Um, I had Boy Scouts and wrestling practice. It was it was hard. Uh, so. We'll do this show and then we will go home. All right. NWA for March 1st, 1986. I got more notes right now here than I thought I would. All right. I just have what I texted you. It's the important parts. All right. Go for it, Scott. All right. So it opened with the finish from the Garvin and Flair match. Um, Paul's note here is this proves Flair is the greatest of all time because he went 60 minutes with Ron Garvin. I don't take that. It's because he survived 60 minutes with Ron Garvin. Because he carried Ron Garvin's fucking chump ass for 60 minutes. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, And that definitely gets proven later when Arn Anderson's wrestling Garvin on this show. Um, So we got the promo. They tell us who's on the show, and we're going to have Arn Anderson versus Ron Garvin for the world television title. Notice how much importance they put on the television title at this point. It's a big deal. It's like right up there with the U.S. title to me, the way they talk about it. I may be wrong, but that's my perception. It's pretty high up there. Like, it was never not important, but Disco Inferno was like your TV champion in Nitro days. You know what I mean? It had fallen somewhat. So, 
Also, did you notice that little ring that David Crockett was wearing on the opening of this show? No, I didn't catch it. Yeah, oh, it was glittering, this nice and big. Now, he's been gone for two weeks. Where did that fucking ring come from? Did Dusty buy from for him? Probably. Yeah. Bastard. I just, just noticed that. Maybe he's been wearing it for the last couple of weeks, but I don't know. Just this saying, I'm, I'm not spe- speculating anything. Just, just I saying. don't know. All right. Well, anyways, we move on to the prom- promo with Ron Garvin. And he actually paused for a second like he forgot his fucking lines or whatever, or at least the subject. Um, he just, you know, he, I wasn't interested. I mean, I listened to what he said, and it was just the same shit coming out of his mouth again. Well, he started off on the right foot, and then he this <laughs> he ended up talking about how he uh, <laughs> he's well now. First, I was a trucker, and now I'm going to end up being a carpenter. That way, I can say that Rick Flair not only got beat by a, a trucker, but got beat by a carpenter as well. It's like, what the fuck's he talking about? Yeah, he doesn't know. He just he's just rambling. I mean, he's he does come up with some decent lines here and there, but this was not his night for sure. Um, worse than usual to me. Uh, so, anyways, we move over to Jimmy Valiant versus Bob Owens. Jimmy Valiant is popular with the crowds when he's there. Like they're on their feet. I don't know if there's like the applause sign flashing or what, but that he he is over with the crowd, man. And I noticed something. I know they're in the Mid-South, and Jimmy Valiant always walks over to a black person and gives them a kiss or high-fives or dances with them. And I think it's kind of interesting considering some of the backstage drama, supposedly, some of the stuff that was said. So I'm, I'm just wondering, is that a shot in the dark at some of those other guys that were racist or what? So kind of interesting. Well. And it's like he said in an interview, he didn't get when he was the boogie woogie man. He said, I didn't give a shit what blue, black, blah, blah, yada, yada, whatever. So I just went and had a good time. So, well, interesting. The, one of the also his fucking finish, you know, that the, the boogie woogie elbow drop. Yeah. I don't ever want to hear anybody give the rock shit for the people's elbow being the worst fucking finish ever. When you see the fucking boogie woogie elbow drop, that is ten a thousand times worse than the people's elbow. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad. Also, I want to start a fucking backyard federation again just to see you do the fucking boogie woogie elbow drop. That's right. As long as I don't throat punch Jerome again. Uh-huh. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I almost killed a guy with a sixteen. That's throat punches. When it was supposed to be, I don't even remember what the hell I was actually trying. Oh, it was a throat punch into a slam. I think, surviving cold off. She was supposed to do a, uh... no, no, that was a different one. Yeah, it was a throat punch for slam. I was thinking of something else. Yeah, that's another time I almost killed somebody. Yeah, I'm the kind of guy that you would have fired if I was working for you as a wrestler because I didn't protect other people. You were fucking Sin Cara. Yeah, fucking botched everything. I botched fucking everything. Well, in my defense, Jerome hit me and it was solid. And I thought I was really getting attacked. So I killed him or tried to kill him. That was when we did the NWO angle. Yeah. Yeah. You guys completely surprised me. Like, what was great about this? I gave you a concussion the same fucking show, wasn't it? Yeah. There was no, there was no, hey, all the guys on the show got together and know what's happening. I really got surprised, which I thought was funny until Jerome slugged me. And I was like, oh, my God, they're really going to kick my ass. And then it was like the headlock from hell. But anyways, they don't want to hear about CPW. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Jimmy promo, I mean, he just babbled on like he always does. But he talked about um, all these foreigners trying to come after him and stuff. I just cracked me up. So I, it was it was a funny promo. I mean, he just, like I said, he babbled a little bit. But. I don't know. The guy's won me over as far as just liking him, as far as, I don't know, charisma, but that's it. There's nothing else about him I like. I think he's got charisma. 
promo with rock and roll uh express tonight in both promos these fuckers didn't know how to talk into the mic you couldn't hear half of what they said and it wasn't really that interesting like did some threats with the um tennis rackets and that's pretty much sums it up but uh robert gibson especially you couldn't hear what the hell he was saying had to turn my tv up to make out what he was saying so well he mentioned something about them being uh calling them criminals hell yeah they are fucking criminals did you have your closed captioning on (laughs) (laughs) i turned it on it's like to understand the fuckers. So, and was there a tennis racket company called Head? Oh, I why, did, why, why was there a Head written across uh, Ricky Morton's? Oh, I don't know. I didn't see it. And I want to know if uh, a young Al Snow was watching this show and he saw Head written across there and he just laughed his ass off and thought, that's a gimmick I'm going to use one day. And that's where he got the idea for Head. Maybe. So. But, you know, it was just, it was an average, it was a mediocre promo. Um, then we had uh, Baron Von Raschke versus George South was actually a reasonably decent match, as in it wasn't terrible. Um, Baron actually sold pretty much everything he got hit with, mostly, or at least half-ass sold it. Um, but South got quite a bit of offense in, and there was there was quite a few turns you know, there was a kind of, there was quite a few, you know, there was multiple momentum swings. It wasn't classic by any means, but it was entertaining. It was a freaking huge step up from what Baron's been doing. And I noticed that in some matches last week and in some matches this week, I'd say the Dusty and the crew behind the scenes have said, eh, we got to make this a little more than a squash, guys. I think Baron's one of those guys where if he, he's, he's kind of like Rob Van Dam, if he, likes you he'll work with you if he doesn't like you go fuck yourself ah. and, and rob van dam's the type of guy where if he thinks he you're on his level he will give you like a, a four to five star match if you're not go fuck yourself like if he works jerry lynn you're gonna have like a fucking five star match if you're not and eh, whatever so he must really like george south because he actually sold for george south other than the fucking arm drag, because I don't think yeah. Baron Von Rasky can do a fucking arm drag because he yeah. just fucking fell. I also look like uh, George South about to get a UFC on his ass and put him in some sort of freaking arm lock or something. I was like, what's he doing? He's going to really kick his ass. Yeah, he is like he completely lost him. And he was like scrambling, trying to find that arm to finish the arm drag after he'd already landed. The thing so. is, George South can wrestle. It's just, it's just, he's one of the, the fucking, he's not really a jobber. He just gets in there and is like, ah, oh, I. I'll fuck it. I'll lose. Yeah, it's like he didn't have a look or an angle. Yeah. That was his problem. I mean, he could work. Yeah. So, kind of like at Rocky Kingfield. He could work, but he wasn't really great at selling, and he didn't really have an angle. Yeah. Um, He's just so, in the wrong promotion. That's, that's yeah. Uh, promo with Arn. <laughs> this is a great fucking promo by Arn. Well, you're going to have to refresh me. Oh, uh, that's when he said Ronnie Garvin was a top contender to be a murderer and to be a pervert. Oh yeah. yeah it was it was it was good. I was really liking the um smoked sunglasses that were like six feet tall. Yeah. Yeah. So he was he was definitely in his hair. He's his hair was the same till the day he retired. Yeah. Minus it got a little thinner. Same haircut. Um he, I he always thought Arn Anderson looked like a country singer. That's what he was putting in the mind of. Yeah. So um ivan versus rocky king this wasn't a bad match either um you know other than ivan went to the well a few times on moves like doing the same thing back to back like when he ran and jumped on his back while he was laying on the ropes um but you know i thought it was a decent match uh rocky gave the lightest drop kick i've ever seen in my life (laughs) he jumped up floated up and his feet just barely grazed Ivan's face at about two miles an hour. It was just the lightest thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, but it wasn't a bad match. So it had a few momentum swings and Ivan sold quite a bit. So it was interesting. Uh, Tully and JJ, I, I actually giggled out loud um, watching this one when I saw Tully with the sweater tied around his neck and he was in his wrestling tights. <laughs> I was just I was like, man, this is like some Alzheimer's patients escaped the freaking hospital. 
That's a classic 80s Rich Hill promo. <laughs> yeah, and that's how they ran it. Talking, yeah. to, uh, JJ lost me a little bit. Was this the one where he was talking about, you know, you're on a 10-story penthouse and you climb out and there's a ladder and there's another six-story. And, and I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? Yeah, yeah I, th- I think so. Yeah, and you can kind of see him struggling to think. So, yeah. He's trying to come up with an analogy. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, he was he was trying to come up with the analogy on the fly and it wasn't it was not coming fast. So but but the the build for the the match is great. But keep these two fuckers away from each other as long as possible. Yeah. And and they've gave each other four well, first it was I'm gonna have a match with Dusty in six weeks. I'm gonna take the fucking belt from him. And then JJ's like, no, 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 no. You can take the belt from him in four weeks. And so these two guys are not going to have to even touch each other for four weeks. Now they're, the contracts have been signed. They're going to have two matches. So he's got two chances to take the belt from him. It's going to happen next week. Sadly, won't, we won't get to see the match, fuckers. But this is how they used to build this shit up. You had to actually go and pay money at the fucking house shows. Can't see it on TV. You can't see it on pay per view. You gotta get off your fucking ass and go watch the show. That's how these people made money back in the day. So yeah, it sucks for everybody else, but it worked back then. That's how you made your money. Yeah, I mean, and they did make money. I mean, these wrestlers had serious money. Yeah, you know, I never if I you know watching this back in the day, watching it now. I still just can't hardly fathom that these guys are driving Porsches and shit, <laughs> you know? Uh, and then when I hear the stories about how much money they spent on clothes, it's just, I mean, I know Ric Flair was big at the time, but damn, they must've really been making some cash hand over fist. Yeah. So then Barbarian wrestles Tony Zane. Oh, I don't want to talk about this fucking match. All right. Barbarian overhead pressing. Tony Zane, even with the assist, is still pretty impressive. Well, when fucking Tony Schiavone says, the people at ringside are just stunned. No, they weren't. The fucking people popped. They yeah. were not stunned. If they were stunned, it would be silence. The yeah. people fucking popped for the barbarian. Yeah, I okay. bet he felt pretty cool right then. Yeah. The people, okay, number one, these fans were fucking Hill fans tonight. All of them were. And then, what the hell is up with Paul Jones tonight? Barbarian tosses t- Tony Zane outside of the ring. Paul Jones goes over there and starts beating the holy hell out of Tony Zane. Yeah, yeah. Paul Jones was busy tonight. Pee Wee goes over there and says, hey, get the fuck off of him. Paul Jones is still beating the holy shit out of him. The fans want blood. They're still cheering for him. Yeah, beat the fucking shit out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can kind of hear people saying shit like that. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. want fucking blood. Yeah. So the referee says, hey, get the fuck off of him. The barbarian then goes outside the ring, grabs Tony Zane, and starts ramming him up against the fucking, fucking pole. I'm convinced that even though we're in Georgia, these fucking fans are probably the, the fucking parents of the ECW fans. That's a good possibility. We're at least related somehow. Yeah. Yeah, it was interesting. So, uh, the man, this match sucked. The fucking fans made this match, and so did Paul Jones. Yeah. They did. After the match, Paul Jones, I mean, he was fucking stabbing him with the, the goddamn cane. Well, even his promos tonight, he was just the way I, it was like he was channeling flair. He wasn't as creative, but he had that energy. I don't think Dusty paid him tonight, and that's why he was pissed <laughs> he was off. pissed off. You motherfuckers! Yeah, he was. I thought he. I thought he was pretty good tonight. Um, I can't really remember anything memorable. Memorable he said. I just remember he was. Ex, he was exceptionally he excited in everything he did. He didn't so. get. He didn't go to the pay window tonight. That's probably what happened. Right. So, all right. So uh, promo with Ivan and Nikita. It's. Typical. Not a bad promo, but it's the same stuff Nikita and Ivan's been going through for weeks. You could understand Ivan and Nikita was... <sighs> yeah, another one of those. Uh, Magnum versus Randy Mulkey. Uh, yeah, that was over fast. He ran out, he jumped up, he straddled 
Magnum TA in midair and got <laughs> suplexed. Like the match was four seconds total. That's including the three count. So, you know, I get they're trying to show Magnum TA is like Billy Badass, but it's really getting old. Um, now it's almost like a uh, a drinking game almost or, or a gambling. How many moves before Magnum wins? Yeah, yeah. You're not going to get drunk playing this game. <laughs> yeah. Is it, is it over under? Is it over six moves or over under? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, guy just smashes people. Uh, Flair came out and gave an epic promo as usual. Yeah. Um, let's see. Let me try to think some of the highlights here. Jog my memory a little bit. Um, kick, so well, he came out in his robe because yeah, he was, was going to work tonight. Yeah. They kept showing that one girl in the audience. She was she was ready to just go in there and jump his bones. Well, all the girls were. They kept showing yeah, the, the girls. The crowd were. was for him. The crowd was for him. And this was a, a, a smart crowd. You know, anymore, I mean, most of the crowd in this era, especially this group, it was all horsemen. I mean, it was a smart group. Yeah. Which later on really pissed off Dusty, and <laughs> we'll talk about later. But uh, I, I don't remember the promo because I didn't have anything written down. Cause I mean, it was just Flair really just milking the camera and the crowd. Think, oh, he talked about you know when you're an athlete making over a million dollars a year, and you're used to having any woman you want and all these other things. So I'm trying to think of what it was the points he was trying to make. Fuck, I'm about to jot some notes down on the next one. I'm drawing a blank on Flair right now. I can remember the part about the million dollars. Um, I mean, he always brags about that shit, but he was specific on making over a million dollars a year. And uh, I don't know. He was dogging Ronnie Garvin, I'm sure. So moving on before we fucking bury the show completely. Tully versus Bill Tab. Uh, Bill Tab's big motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, but I mean, it was a good match and you got a, it was a decent match. It was a, you got a tough couple of, um, it was decent on Tully's side. I mean, Bill Tab wasn't really amazing or anything by any means, but he was functional. Um, Tully was really trying to sell the heel part when he, uh, did the finisher a couple different times and, and, uh, what did he do it twice? Yeah, he did it twice. Yeah. And then Elbow dropped him for good measure and pinned him. So he was just trying to look like a bully. I mean, you know, pretty good. Uh, Tab didn't really sell moves. I mean, he sold them, but he didn't sell them well. He just like, laid he down. Was way delayed. And he would just flop over when Tully would touch him. So he uh, kind of dragged it down a little bit. Tully uh, has the best elbow drops in the business. Yes, he does. Absolutely. Uh, promo Dustin Baby Doll. Uh, yeah, not recalling this one, and it's not that I wasn't trying to watch it. Dust, Dusty eight year old was in my face the whole time. Well, Dusty was trying to cut a promo, and he was does the same thing he always does. He comes out there and says that uh, Flair has come out here and talks about how great he is, and he's talking about this and that and blah, blah, blah. And then the fans were giving Dusty shit and saying that we don't want to hear it. And then Dusty said, well, if you don't want to hear it, then you can get off your fat ass and leave or something like that. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Man, that's, that's I missed what he that said. shit, man. He said that to the fucking fans. Oh, wow. That's crazy. See, I, I mean, Owen came in there just as Bill Tab was getting the elbow drop, and he jumped up in my lap and was wanting to talk Star Wars for a minute, and I just missed the promo. Yeah, I, I come back in with Jim Cornette, but I, I missed. I mean, I saw him on TV, but I didn't really. Damn, I have to watch that part again. Yeah, <laughs> he said that it's he, awesome. Yeah, he said you can get off your fat ass and leave. He probably walked to the back and looked at Flair and was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he started talking shit to the. I'm I'm sure it was the Horseman fans because. Like we said, they were smart fans. They yeah. Said, well, you don't like you can get off your fat ass and leave. That's awesome. So, yeah. so Jim Cornette, he came out and he was giving a promo. He was talking about tennis rackets and he's bitching about that cage. Yeah. It's good oh, him, but we're going to the well again. A little bit too much. 
Um, well, overall, the show had better I guess, wrestling. I don't know when that cage is going to come into play. Either it's going to be at the uh, Great American. I don't know when the Great American Bass happens. Is it this year or next year? Is it in July? It's usually in July, June, or July, and they start the the when bass. Was the first one? I think it's in '87, '86, or '87. Oh, okay. So. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, um, this fucking match: Midnight Express versus Paul Garner, Alan Martin. This was an exhibition match if I've ever seen one. Yeah, this was this was back to just you know they the Midnight Express last week or two had kind of worked with the guys they were with. Tonight they just destroyed the guys they were with. Um, it's, it's they like, were showing off. They murderized them. Yeah, they murderized, murderficated them. So the the fucking netbreaker spot on on the floor. Yeah, oh, shit. You know, and I don't, I don't, I've never done a freaking leg drop off a top rope. I still to this day, every time since I was a young man, a young boy, when when Bobby Eaton does the freaking leg drop off a top rope, I cringe still. I just don't see how it doesn't hurt, even with the stupid ring. You it just doesn't what? make sense to me. Billy Gunn said that all those years that he's done the um, the Famouser, that he has fucked up his hip doing that. How do you think Bobby's leg feels after doing it off the top rope? If I could ask just one question of Bobby Eaton, I, that would be the question I'd ask. How did it feel every time you hit the freaking mat? Because you, I mean, it has to sting at the very least. Yeah. But damn, you got to think about the like his, um, which I know the ring shakes a little bit and that takes some of the energy out of it. But you got to think about his disc and his lower back, his hips, uh, his taint, <laughs> <laughs> his balls, his balls. His, I mean, you know, shit, man. I hope he didn't have hemorrhoids. Good God. But, I mean, Bobby was. Bobby was awesome this Hell, fuck, even... Uh, he wasn't Bobby fucking was afraid to fly at all. Could you imagine Bobby Eaton if he'd been born a little bit later and been one of those ECW guys? Oh, man. That's a fucker that would have been doing elbow drops off of fucking helicopters or something. <laughs> 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 people talk about, like, the great flyers. He's one of them. Was it snazzy because he was doing, like, somersaults and twists and shit? No. No. The fucker was fearless. So, yeah, it's like Bobby. yeah, but yeah, if he would have been born 10 years later, he would have been fucking him and uh, New Jack would have been going at it. What was the only chance when they would do something like that? Not that this is awesome, that was later. Um, I can't remember. There was the big chance they would do when they get those huge moves. This is awesome. Is it was that? Is that the original one? There was, I don't know, maybe it is. Well, Anyways. And ECW, he, holy shit. Holy shit, that was it. Yeah, yeah he would have got the holy shit chance like every week. Yeah. So Remember? Um, ECW, ECW. <laughs> yeah, ECW, ECW. When um, Devon Dudley and the tables from the balcony. Oh, this is. Uh, that would have been Bobby Eaton. Was it he's Sam? hardcore. He's hardcore. Yeah, he's hardcore. That was another one. Yeah. Um, not Sam, man. Shit. Guy with the black hair. And Devon Dudley. Was it those two? Bubba Ray and Devon? Yeah, yeah, but the guy that did the jump onto Devon. Or was it Devon that did the jump onto the other guy? Talk about Spike? Little Spike? No, 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 no. Bubba Ray and Devon? Guy looking guy that wasn't a member of their team. And Devon Dudley was either the one laying on the table or the one that jumped off the balcony. But it was like the triple table from like freaking fifty feet in the air. I'm trying to think of these old ECW wrestlers. Hold on, man. I'll tell you. Go, go, go on. I'll come back to. It. Uh, after me. that, they had the announcement that April nineteenth is at the Superdome in New Orleans. Of course, this is not on the uh, fucking network, so we're going to have to watch it on Daily Motion. So around April 19th, Scott and I are going, are going to watch that show. And, of course, David Crockett seemed really upset that it's not going to happen in Charlotte. Of course, since the Crockett's are in charge, why didn't they just fucking have it in Charlotte? Um, 
I honestly have no idea why this didn't happen. And of course, Wrestling Observer doesn't go back. The online version does go back to a um, 1986. So I have no idea why it didn't happen. But um, David actually did a pretty good acting job on being upset, or he might actually really be upset that it's not happening in Charlotte. Um, the next match was the Rock and Roll Express against Bill Mulkey and Mike Samini. It was a typical Rock and Roll Express versus a bunch of fucking props. The uh, Rock and Roll Express did a little bit more than they normally do, but it was a Rock and Roll Express match. And um, Tommy Dreamer. Tommy, yeah. Could not fucking remember his name. Yeah, good old Tommy. Uh, of course, Rock and Roll Express went over it in that match. Next, you had a, a promo with Magnum TA, and he cut his typical Magnum TA promo about how great America is and the fucking commie Russians are never going to take anything from America, especially the United States TV, United States title, or any title that Magnum holds. Um, this is a sad thing about what they did with Magnum in this era. They stuck him in this feud, which is a good feud with him and, and Nikita, but it's just focused on USA and, and Russia, and I wish they would have done something else with him in this era, which I guess it would have been okay if we did not know what his future had in store. Yeah, that, that's kind of the sad thing. So if he would not have had the car wreck later on, then – you know, this would probably have just been – it may have ended probably around November, December. So and then he probably would have gone on and fought Flair. And this Russia feud would have ended and have been, have been done. So that's – I guess that's probably why this is such bullshit to us right now. Yeah. Magnum, Flair, Starcade, 88. That would have been fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, definitely. And instead, we got fucking Luger, which was, was an awesome match, but... Uh, uh, what what little bit of... All right. What uh, what TV title in. match. Yeah. Magnum seemed like he was the better worker. Aaron Anderson versus Ronnie Garvin. Um, this... Yes. Aaron carried Ronnie. Yes. As usual. Yes. It was hard to watch at times. It was. There was a couple moves that Ron, I, I can't think of what, there was one where he shanked something. He didn't shake it real bad, but the fuck was that? I don't know. He landed awkward off of something and it wasn't anything that Arn did. It was like a fucker just twisted the wrong way or something. What the hell move was that? I don't know. It was just more Ron Garvin bullshit. Fuck that motherfucker. Yeah, I fucking hate Ron Garvin. Everything he does just looks fucking wrong. Yeah. I, you know, I, it's, it's sad that I hate this guy this much, but I don't hate him on a personal level. I just hate watching him work. It drives me nuts. So, uh, hands of stone, my finisher is a punch. <laughs> Which is an illegal move. Yeah. Not that the finishers are really that inventive right now. We got a German suplex, our belly to belly suplex out of Magnum. We got a slingshot from Tully, Tully Blanchard. We got the Gord Buster, which is actually pretty badass for the time period. So, yeah. Wait to see some of those classic Art Anderson spine busters. Best in the business. Yeah. And but um, of course that's when uh did Flair come out after the Art? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Ron Garvin uh, got he got his attention on Flair after the match because Ron Garvin had him tied up in the abdominal stretch when the time limit ran out, and uh, you got teased for a split second if you were a Ron Garvin fan, all three of you that Ron might have beat Arn Anderson. But anyways, um, he, uh, which Arn has the best line of the night, if you ask me. But anyways, going that's in a second. Ric Flair comes out, gets his attention, Arn Anderson attacks him behind. He falls down, Flair, and gets, he gets the gourd buster. He lays there, Flair runs in, does a one, two, three count by his face just to run his mouth, and then he runs back out. It was fucking great. <laughs> yeah. And they walk out, and Arn's like, uh, 
yeah, Ron Garvin, that's just the first lesson or something like that. It's just the way he delivered it and just the way he just kind of walked off. It was like he dropped the mic. Yeah. I was like, fuck this shit. It's the first lesson, bitch. I'm out. This is yeah. great. So. Yep. After the match is over, Flair slides back in there. One, two, three. Fucker, you did it to me. I can do it to you too, bitch. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, of course, the uh, next match is... Uh, well, the next segment is promo of uh, Paul Jones and Baron Von Rasky. Uh, <laughs> Baron said something like, um, what was it? Hey. Well, hey, no, hey, it was something like that, wasn't it? No, he was like, I'm going to um, hey. analyze you through the back door or some <laughs> shit like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, he's basically threatening to sodomize somebody. Who was he threatening to sodomize? <laughs> Assimilate you through the back door or some bullshit like that. I can't remember what the... Yeah, there's a threat of sodomy. Uh, and then he had another fucking promo with Rock and Roll Express. Yeah, it wasn't better than the first one. And then you had Ric Flair versus Brody Chase in the main event. Uh, this motherfucker... I you know... The saying goes that Ric Flair could work a broomstick. This was pretty much Ric Flair working a fucking broomstick. Yeah. I mean, this motherfucker would not sell. I could work 67-year-old Ric Flair right now and could have a better fucking match than Brody Chase. All he did was just stand there and take the bump. I mean, yeah. That's practically all he did. I think it's what they wanted. Flip this motherfucker over for a snapmare. Oh, he got his fucking lay there. Not only did he lay Settle, there, motherfucker. He didn't even move when Flair fucking flipped him over. He fuck. It looked like a uh, a sludge tumble. I mean, he Flair pulled him, and Flair literally had to pull that guy over to get him to go. There was no teamwork involved, and it was it, it was it looked like it was in slow mo because the guy didn't he didn't push with his legs at all. He the only thing he did was go limp, and Flair snapmared his ass. And when Flair, Flair snap Flair put him in the figure four. The guy didn't make any sounds. He just shook his head and it's been. Not to mention, it took me like three or four minutes to figure out what the fuck was wrong with his face. I didn't realize he had a a ginger mustache. I thought he, was, <laughs> I thought he looked like a fucking pug dog. I was like, this poor bastard. He, was, he looks like he looked like a uh, Wild Bill Irwin. And then I realized he just had a really terrible mustache. I mean, it was. Who's uh, that? Oh my god! I hope I never see this fucker again. Yeah, he was really bad. And then, um, well, Flair walked out there. Uh, he grabbed the belt, talked shit to David Crockett real quick about third, having a forty thousand dollar belt. Basically, he told David Crockett go fuck himself, <laughs> and then yeah. walked off. <laughs> and then. Jim Cornette walked out there for no fucking reason, just to say that Ric Flair's the greatest of all in the world, and then they went home. Oh, the Flair promo. Flair fucking brought up all the heels earlier. He listed like every fucking heel in the NWC or in that whatever the fuck we're talking about. Uh, yeah, NWA. The MXL. And he, <laughs> but yeah, he he just bragged them all up. That was the promo. It took me a minute to remember. It just yeah. hit me. So when when you said Cornette said that about Flair, and I was like, oh yeah, so yeah, he just he just talked about all of them like real good. And who the Road Warriors beat? <laughs> and I was actually half expecting to see the Road Warriors come out of the back yeah. for whipping his ass when he said that. Yeah, because the hills always put over the other hills. Yeah, back then yeah, that was the Ric Flair promo earlier. Yeah. So, anyways, all yeah. in all, it was it wasn't as good as the last couple shows, but it was okay, and there was. Some better wrestling out of some of these guys that hadn't really done very well, in my opinion. Yeah. The promos went down, the wrestling went up. Yeah. That's better than fucking Raw. So. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I didn't even watch it. Uh, well, at least it's not Shane versus uh, Undertaker. But um, uh, next week, we will do... Uh, Ring of Honor. Scott will have uh, about seven days to watch it. That's probably one match a day. 
this just it's got well. I'll do my best. I'll probably hit your highlight matches anyways because I have more wrestling tournaments coming up. Yep. Oh, Scott's getting back in the ring. All right. I wish there is an open coming up. I could go wrestle on that, but I haven't. I haven't competed in, in over a year. No, almost a year. It's been eleven months, yeah, and that was. You should do I, real wrestling. Yeah, I competed three days after dislocating my leg. No, real wrestling. <laughs> oh yeah, you mean yeah, yeah, wrestling. Yeah, or you can not make that, money, fucker. Not that fake collegiate shit. Yeah. So you should, yeah. No, you should get back in the ring and make like fifty dollars a match. <laughs> I could do that. All right, so uh next week we'll 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 see what we can do uh maybe my pc will get i get a new motherboard fuck you asus motherboards you fuckers and we will um get that uh slave leia uh oculus rift game made let's do it yeah all right that's it goodbye Later.